0: Riley Green is finally a Detroit Tiger, uh, and the rest of the offense comes with him. Everybody just remembers how to hit. It was a pretty fun weekend, the latter half, at least. Uh, We're going to talk about it Father's Day, everything around the weekend, today on Locked on Tigers. You are Locked on Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Tigers. I am, of course, your host, Scott Bentley. Today is Monday, June 20th, 2022. Thanks for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online, as you covered this season, with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Okay very eventful weekend, very eventful weekend. We got to get right into it. Did I say my name? I'm your host, Scott Bentley. I don't know if I said that, but we're here. My brain's going a million miles an hour. Riley green is finally a Detroit tiger. We made it. We made it. And I know that sounds kind of, kind of weird. Cause like we're, this team is still struggling mightily. And we are still so far from where we want to be as a, as a team, as an organization, as a, as a front office, as a lineup, you name it. Um, but there's something very symbolic about Riley Green just finally making the majors, right? Like Torgelson's w- was, was very cool, and that was the number one overall pick. And and Mize and, and Scooble and, and Paredes, I guess, when they all came up at the same time, there was something awesome about that. But Riley Green, I, I, I'm just not – quite sure, and this is not meant to be an a, an insult or anything whatsoever, but I'm not sure the, the, that non-Tigers fans or, or just like the general public, I guess this wouldn't be an insult to you. You're probably a Tiger fan if you're listening to this, really understands how just of a bona fide prospect Riley Green is. I'm not... Like he is, he is. I, I love Spencer Torgelson. I think he's going to be great. I think he's going to be a staple in the middle of this lineup for a very long time. Uh, Tarek Scouble has obviously turned into turned into an absolute stud. We'll get to him this weekend. Another rough performance, but whatever. Riley Green is is different. Like talk to talk to scouts. Talk to people that know what they're talking about. If you don't think I know what I'm talking about, that's fine. Everybody's got their opinion everybody's got the, the right to their own opinion, right? Riley Green is different. This is arguably the best prospect in the game of baseball. And he's debuting for your baseball team. So to all the people that were like, oh, this doesn't matter, or oh, this season still sucks. I don't care. I'm gonna I'm gonna be upset. It's it's different. It's different. Like I said, arguably the best prospect the game of baseball has to offer is now playing at the major league level for your baseball team. When was the last time the Detroit Tigers were allowed to, allowed is kind of a weird weird word to use there. When was the last time the Detroit Tigers were able to say that? Certainly not in my lifetime. I'm a 90s kid. Certainly not in my lifetime. well before that is also still not, not quite the answer. It's, it's just, he's different. He's at a whole different level than all of these, these other guys. And, and it's not, that's no disrespect to them. Torkelson was, uh, in most things like a peaked at, at around number six prospect and all the baseball, right. Just outside the top five, uh, Mize Manning, Scooble were all in the top like 25 at one point. It's It's no disrespect to them, but Riley Green is 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 him. He's himothy, right? Like, he, he is just him. It's, it's just a little different. So nothing was going to prevent me from being excited about this. I, I wasn't going to let the mood of this team take away from my excitement. I, it, it never was going to. I wasn't going to let other people telling me I shouldn't be excited for whatever reason. That's a weird thing to do in my eyes. But uh, I, I don't believe in telling other people how to be a fan. So if you want to be just, you know what, oh, I don't care, this season's still lost, whatever, then that is absolutely you're right. You go ahead and, and, and continue to be uh, upset and whatever, and we're all upset. And that's totally justified. And And I'm not saying that Riley Green making the majors all of a sudden means that the season is – like the World Series is back on or anything. Like no, no one's saying that. But there's something to be said for a, a guy who – any Scout who who has an ounce of of respect in, in the major in the circle that is Major League Baseball all of these guys point to Riley Green as as a future star in this league and this dude has a legit chance to be your best player for the next decade. So I don't care how lost of a season this season is. He's gonna be in Detroit for at least the next six years, hopefully the next 16 years and he has the potential to be your best player during that entire era so i'm sorry but it it does still mean something and it is still significant regardless of, of how lost or or not this current season that we are that we are playing in is it's still meaningful and it's still awesome And the cool thing is the rest of the offense decided they wanted to come to play the second he got to the majors. So that's kind of cool, right? That's wild. I don't know where that came from. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about the whole weekend and everything, but there's no way I, I couldn't start the show with just Riley green is here. It's awesome. He, he looks pretty solid in center. Didn't get tested too terribly much throughout the weekend, but made every play that, that he could make out there in center field. Uh, and, and, He looked really good at the plate, man. He looked really good at the plate. I can't wait to talk about it. Um, Let's start. I guess we can start chronologically. Not even because I want to go in order of like, hey, we want to do Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I just want to break this down in like, like, you know how we have BC and AD? Maybe we start viewing this as like before Riley Green, after Riley Green. And I'm not comparing him to... (laughs) To Jesus. All right. Everybody calm down, but like, you know, as, as far as the timetable of this season, it's really starting to look like there is, I mean, at least two games in right. Something to be said for, Oh, you know, Hey, after Riley green got called up, look at the offense before Riley green called up, got called up. Look at the offense. I'm just saying, so let's talk about it on Friday it was announced that Riley green would get called up and he would hit make his debut, but his debut would be on Saturday. Um, and it was at the expense of Austin Meadows yet again. Now he has COVID the dude's immune system just keeps getting tested. It's really sad. Uh, I feel really bad for the dude. Hopefully he can come back from this though and, and everything's fine. And then hopefully, you know, the vertigo is just completely gone and we don't have to worry about it anymore, but that's, that's just sucks. Um, Friday's game, we dropped seven to nothing. Not fun, right? Not too terribly fun. And this highlighted that in a two-week stretch, eight times in 14 days, there were two off days in there, so eight of the last 12 games after Friday night's seven-nothing loss that we had scored one or fewer runs in a baseball game. Absolutely putrid. And it was more of the same thing. We had one double. That was the only extra base hit. And we only had five base runners on the night. And they were all, well, four of the five were singles. And then the one Willie Castro double. Not good at bats. Uh, weak contact, really. It, it was just, it was really ugly. And I don't even want to talk about it too terribly much. The only thing to really talk about with this game besides just re-highlighting for the millionth time that this offense was terrible, was Tarek Skubal did not look good, and that's the second start in a row. I'm I'm not worried. I don't think you should be worried either. But five innings, eight hits, five earned runs, two walks, four strikeouts. Uh, ZRA still sub-three, still having a phenomenal year. But um, the big thing in this one was just the command wasn't there. It really wasn't. And and. He was missing outside of the zone when he wanted to be in the zone. He was missing in the zone when he wanted to be outside of the zone. The fastball command was really brutal, and that's been the bread and butter this year. It's been a swing and miss pitch. It's been a setup pitch. It's been what's made him so successful is, is his fastball command, and he did not have it on Friday, to say the least. Um, and I think that's the cause for for a lot of pretty much all of the struggles in this one. He, when he wanted to to paint a fastball or have it, you know, maybe just a hair outside, and it would end up right down the middle. And when he wanted one, you know, that caught the heart of the plate, maybe up and in, uh, it, it was, you know, missing. He was missing the glove by a lot. It, it was really – he was struggling mightily with the command. It was there on the breaking balls too. Um, but it's – the fastball is just so vital to him as a pitcher that it, it really did just – kind of all roll downhill after you realize that he didn't have the fastball command so uh, not a great outing but not worried at all he'll 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 be fine this is only this his second full season right and his first full season that he's been just so dang good so I think as he goes along you know just used to pitching a full season remember last time he had innings restrictions as well so just being like hey you're gonna go out there and pitch every fifth day no matter what that's new to the dude for, for a full 162. So there might be a little bit of dog days here in, in late June, early July, where maybe he, he loses some command for a little bit. But I think at the end of the day, he'll be fine, and we're still going to get a very, very good season out of Tarek. Uh, let's go into the weekend. Let's go into uh, the post-Riley Green call-up era and and talk about how fun Saturday and Sunday were for the Tigers. But first, got to tell you all about Athletic Greens. Uh, this is a product that I use every single day. And, uh, it's really, I, I mean, I've told you guys the stories, uh, about it now a lot. And oh, I'm going to tell you again, they sent it to all the hosts just as a, Hey, you know, try it out, see how you like it, etc. cetera. And, uh, so that, you know, what you're selling all, the, all of your listeners. And it has been incredible. And I buy it every month. Now I re up as, as often as I can. Um, and, and it's really been life-changing, honestly, I, I stand by it. I love it. And I take it literally every single day before breakfast. Wake up in the morning. It's just powder. You mix with 8 to 12 ounces of water, and there you go. It has 75 different vitamins, minerals, everything your body needs in a 24-hour period. It has in one scoop of green powder. Uh, It's lifestyle-friendly, keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free, et cetera. It's awesome. Contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals. No artificial anything. It's all legit. It's all lifestyle friendly. And it is incredible for you. Gut health, digestive health, uh, like every anti-aging doctor on the planet highly recommends it. It it's really is unbelievable. And I take it every single day. And I think you should too. So to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash MLB network. That's athleticgreens.com slash MLB network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, everybody. We are back here for segment two at Locked on Tigers. Thanks for making us your first listen every single day. Uh, this, wow. I'm just, uh, I, I'm i so happy that he's here, man. I'm so happy that he's here. Riley green is a Detroit tiger. Oh, it was so fun. Just watching him. Even if we lost, even if we lost, I I would have been so thrilled just, just to be able to watch him play in a Detroit tigers uniform and everything. I, I, he's unreal. He's unreal. And apparently he brought all the offense with him. Now, he got clowned on by a lot of people in this fan base just for having, like, confidence, which is wild to me. I'm not sure what else y'all really expected him to say, but everybody's – you know, he came up and said, we're going to do a lot of winning. Like, that's all I got to say. We're going to win a lot. And everybody's like, Psh, yeah, right, ha-ha. Like, this team sucks, and he doesn't realize what he got himself into or whatever. What do you want him to say? You want him to come up and be like, yeah, well, I'm here, but we're still going to suck. Like, of course he's going to say we're going to win. And I'll be darned, we're 2-0 and with him. So he, he, he's taking it to everybody right now. But, um, you know, it's, it's just, like I said, it, it was just different. It felt different. Uh, the buzz in the crowd was different. They, they sold a, a lot of tickets on Saturday and Sunday for him. Uh, it, it was just everything about the weekend just felt different. And it's awesome. And you know what, this team is, is still what? 14 games now under 500. Yeah. 26 and 43 and seven in our last 10 split the series with, with the Texas Rangers who are a, uh, uh, what four or five game under 500 team. But here's here's So here's my thing. I, I don't, Again, as I said in the first segment, I understand that this season is probably unsavable. It would take a a historic, epic, all-time run to save this season. But that doesn't mean that a lot of good can't still come from the the second half-ish of this season, the last 100 games of this season. There is still a lot that that can be accomplished. And if this team turns it around – And we look back at at the end of the last game of the season and we go, you know what? If we didn't get off to like the worst two-month start I've ever seen in my life, this would have been a really different season. If we played like we did in the last 100 games, like we did the first 62 games, then this would have been a lot different a year. And I know we played that game last year and everybody expected a step forward and I expected a step forward. And I already said that, I feel embarrassed. Like this team literally has embarrassed me to, to had to have had any faith in them at the beginning of the season. But if you go into next season, another off season under your belt, maybe you bring in some more players. You have, you have Jake Rogers back. I know again, I'm not saying Jake Rogers is like an MVP candidate, but you have Jake Rogers back. You have Spencer Turnbull back in the rotation. And you go in, everybody's now been here a year, all your free agent acquisitions that, you know you're getting your second season of Javi. Hopefully, Erod can come back see you, and you get your first full, I guess, season of, uh, of Eduardo Rodriguez. And then you get full season of Riley Green and Spencer Torgelson together, another year older, another year to mature for them. All I'm saying is you can go into next season with momentum. You can end this season strong. I mean, think about it. If they fought their way back to 500, I'm not saying that's feasible or that's what they're going to do. But if they played 14 games above 500, I guess since Riley Green got called up, they won two in a row. So if they played 16 games over 500 for the remainder of the season, post Green getting called up, there's no way. There's no way you can possibly look at me and tell me that that's a disappointment. Right, if this team was to fight its way into the mid seventies in wins, seventy five to eighty wins, that's not too far. Fu- I, I know some people were really big and and like, oh, you know, we're we're gonna fight for a wild card or whatever. And and uh, I expected us to be uh, on the other side of five hundred, right, or around five hundred. But I, I still think that that's a successful season. So. I just don't think all is lost. I think this narrative that like, oh, it, nothing matters. Like the rest of the season, nothing can possibly matter. Everything is out the window. And, and no matter what they do from here on out, just nothing nothing matters at all. And it's just a lost season. And it sucks and everything's terrible. I, I think that's ridiculous. And I, I don't think that's ever true with any season in, in any sport. I think you can still accomplish a lot and really set a tone going into this off season and going into next season because you're not losing anybody. There's no big UFAs. Um, I, I guess like Jamer is like kind of close, right? Like that's like your biggest thing. Like Jamer, Jamer, uh, post arbitration Jamer coming up would be the biggest thing. That's, that's like it. So I, again, I'm not saying that this season is saved, quote unquote, just because Riley Green is here. I'm not saying that that this team's gonna make a playoff push or or even be extremely competitive for the remainder of the season. But I don't think that all is lost and we should just not care and we should just stomp our feet and, and, and just be miserable the rest of the year either. I think there is recoverable stuff and and I still think there's a lot of problems that need to be addressed. And I still think the front office needs to look in a mirror and, and I <laughs> I think there's a lot of of stuff in the front office and and up there that that could be changed and probably should be changed for the better. Um but I I just think that th- you know there's still more than half of the season left. Over half of this season is still left to be played. Over 50%. I I just still feel like there's a lot there for the rest of this year. And Everything I've said previously is still true too. still. am unbelievably embarrassed that I picked this team to, to be competitive and, and to be a quote unquote uh, somewhat of a competitor in this division, in this wildcard race, whatever going into the season, still embarrassed that I, that I picked them to go over 500 still, uh, uh, the Yankees series will still forever be ingrained in my brain whenever we beat anybody or go on a win streak of any amount, because I'm like, Hey, when we played the best team in the league, this is what happened. All of that is still true, but that doesn't mean that this is just a lost year. That's all I'm trying to say. Doesn't have to be so black and white, man. Not, not everything has to be all in all out. Not everything has to, has to be, Oh, you know, like I can understand this is really my biggest point. I, I can understand that the Detroit Tigers are, are not going to make a push or be competitive this year and still be excited about Riley Green's presence. There was this narrative going around online that like that, that wasn't possible, that you either had to be completely just upset with everything and Riley Green's debut doesn't even matter to you, et cetera, or you just had to be a total optimist and like, oh, Riley Green's here, so that means I think the World Series is back on. Not everything's all in, all out like that. Both can be true. I can understand that this season is, is probably uh, not, not, not going to be great in the, in the record total while still realize that Riley Green being here has significant importance and a lot of growth can still happen throughout the rest of the season. Because everybody that that's saying, oh, you know, it doesn't matter what they do the rest of the year. There's no way. There's no way if this team goes 10, 15 games over 500 the rest of the way that you're going to sit there at 162 with your arms crossed and be like, well, it doesn't matter because in May we sucked. There's no way. There's no way you're going to think that way. I promise you. All right. Let's get into uh, segment three. We'll actually talk about a little bit of gameplay from this weekend and, and not just me. Uh, ram- rambling about how glad I am Riley Green is here. But first, I got to tell y'all about our friends over at Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Follow- find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NHL playoffs and Major League Baseball. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and more. And Bet Online remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check on all your favorite sport events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn about the trends and the action. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, everybody. Welcome back to our third and final segment here at Lockdown On Tigers. Uh, so the rest of the offense just absolutely Exploded. Exploded. Like I've never seen, you know, the Bradley Beal mean, I ain't never, ever seen you act this way before. That's what it felt like. Goodness gracious. Exploded. We're averaging over 10 runs a game in the Riley Green era uh, across two games. But I'm going to milk every bit of that because the offense was so bad before. They explode for 14 runs in Riley Green's debut. Uh, He reaches base four times in his first major league game. He goes two for three with two singles and two walks. Uh, Spencer Torkelson also goes two for five in this one, including a just absolutely crushed double. That was a home run in about half of, of major league parks. I think just under, I think it was 14 of 30. Uh, Willie Castro got a triple Cody Clemens, extra base hit. Eric Haas had the game of his life. And I'll tell you what, about two weeks ago, we talked on the show and I said that Eric Haas, I thought was getting close to, to not being on the major league roster because he had been struggling so mightily this year, even kind of, it seemed like more so than everybody else. The last week dude has turned it on and that's awesome to see because we know how valuable Eric Haas can be at the plate when he's feeling it with the stick. And, and I really liked the decision that on Sunday to make him a DH, we played Barnhart and Haasie, right? I love that decision because he was in Fuego on on saturday three for five with a double and a homer uh what three rbis that homer was roped by the way what an absolute missile um so it was all it was it it was great and like i said the the rest of the entire robbie grossman hit a homer he's hit two he hit two this weekend he had zero all season robbie grossman went into saturday's game with zero home runs on the year hit two in two games and and was hitting the ball really well. Had th- went three for four on Saturday. Uh Javi had a homer and he had a, a, a couple of really good at bats this weekend as well. Um, um it's very, very it look, I don't want to get my hopes up because I don't want to be hurt again. <laughs> that sounded really dramatic, but I I I I don't want to be the the guy that keeps going, oh, like maybe they're turning a corner. And then, you know, we get shut out for the next week and I go up just kidding. And that that might be what's happening. Right. This might just be a random blow up. And for the next week, this team goes right back to how it was. And Riley Green is is whatever an an average hitter, which is still like Barry Bonds compared to the rest of this team right now. But you know what I mean? Like we could totally be 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 in that situation we're in 2 weeks from now we look back and go well that was a fun two games when Riley first came up but that's it we're right back to how we were all the same problems are still here and that's totally fair and that could 100% happen now at the end of the season that would cause a a, a this season would would have ended up being just absolutely worst case scenario um but we're gonna, we're going to we're going to focus on the present and stay positive right and right now we're 2 and 0 and averaging over 10 runs a game since calling him up. Uh so 14 to 7 final on Saturday some bullpen iffiness there late. And then on Sunday we win 7 to 3. Um you know the the big thing Riley Green goes 0 for 2 but has two walks. He walked four times in his first two games. Everybody who knows me knows that that made me cry. That made me cry tears of joy. Uh, an OBP king. His on base percentage through two games six sixty seven. So got on base two of every three played appearances so far in his major league career. Still looking for the first extra base hit, uh, but he the, the at bats look really good. Even the strikeout looks really good. He he just seems to be like Torkelson. The big thing with him so far has been he's too patient. He's too passive. He he just and and not this weekend, right? He went two for four on on Sunday as well after going two for five on on Saturday. Um, so that's been nice. And maybe, you know, he just missed his best friend, and now they're in the majors together, and now he's gonna start hitting. Awesome. Please have that be the case. Um, but the thing with Riley is he was already, he's just like the perfect amount of of aggressive, or at least I I should really word this better. He was, this past weekend, the perfect amount of aggressive, right? He, he was spitting on, on everything and you know, walked four times. He was spinning on everything out of the zone, wasn't chasing too terribly much, but if a ball was in the zone, he was taking hacks at it. If fastballs were even around the zone, he was taking hacks at it and still had four walks. That is beautiful. That is the, the ideal at bat. That is what we want out of Torkelson, too. So hopefully that'll rub off a little bit. Javi appeared to be seeing the ball a lot better. Got a walk and another hit on, on Sunday as well. Um, man, it's just like if, if this offense can just get going. We're still waiting on an update on Harold, by the way, at the time of this recording. I don't have one for you. If the offense can just get going, that I mean, we've been saying that all season. That's just all we need is this offense to just remember how to hit extra base hits consistently. And look, looking ahead now, we have Boston, three-game set, went on a really hot tear there after a really slow start to their season. Um, We've played them before this year, had some interesting games, to say the least, against them. So we we have three against Boston, then three against Arizona, two against San Francisco. And then in July, we have all AL Central leading up to the All-Star break. The All-Star break is... Uh, starts July 18th and we literally the entire month of July leading up to it, three in Kansas city, four against Cleveland, four against Chicago, four against Kansas city, four against Cleveland. The first 17 days of, we even have a doubleheader somewhere in there of July. We only play AL central opponents, wake the offense up, go in, finish out June strong and go in and tear Through your AL central opponents. Tear through them. Get the offense rolling again. And again, I I, I'm I'm done trying to predict. I'm done with it. I'm not gonna be. I just realized I'm still wearing my Father's Day like dinner attire. Thus the polo. What if I pop the collar for the rest of the show? Boom. Mm, That kind of looks weird. There we go. Bang. Um, I'm tired of of being the, oh, you know, look, they're, they're starting to turn a corner or, oh, look what could be happening. Everybody and their mother at this point has tried that way too many times and nobody's been right. And they've just been really bad for throughout all of it. Right. I'm just saying the season is not lost. Riley green here is a big deal and you should be happy about it. There's a difference between the season being lost and not thinking that we're going to make the playoffs two different things. You 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 can understand all of it. I promise it's possible. I promise. All right. Okay. That'll do it. I think that's all I got for you. Uh, thanks for making us your first listen every day. Make sure your second listen is the Ultimate NBA Mock Draft. The first picks of the Ultimate NBA Mock Draft have been made, so search now for the Ultimate NBA Mock Draft. Get over 50 insiders, the Odyssey sports experts, the draft Expert of the Lockdown NBA Big Board. The five-episode Ultimate NBA Mock Draft is underway, so make it your second listen today. I <laughs> forgot what I was saying there for a second. Okay, Riley Green's here. The offense uh, was, was kind of nice. What is going on with this collar, man? All right. We need to end the show. This is ridiculous. I look like I, I'm belonging the Jetsons. Um, just have fun with it. Have fun with it. Get hot, play, play better than 500 ball the rest of the year. Get some momentum going into the next season. I, I know that this was supposed to be the competitive year. I totally understand. And I, I'm upset too. I don't want to make, I don't want this to come across as, oh, Riley Green's up, so all is forgiven. That's certainly not what I'm saying. Everyone still has every right to be upset. You have every right to still be mad at at this team and and be mad at this season and and be mad at the front office. Whatever you're angry about, totally justified. All I'm saying is we can still get some good out of it. All right? So let's have fun. The post-Riley Green call-up era is upon us. Let's go win some dang ball games. Peace and love. Going to therapy is dope. I'll catch y'all tomorrow, baby. Go Tigers.